0: Okay, PBDO, calm down. What's up? Beep, boop, 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 boop. An audition for Star Wars? Beep, what are you talking about, PBDO? Beep, beep, be, oh.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure. We, we, we'd love to help you run your lines.
0: Wait, wait, wait. When and how did you get this audition? Beep,
1: beep. They called you? Beep, beep, beep. Because they liked your Twitter posts. I, I I guess that's how the industry works these days. Okay, let me see these lines. Wait, hold on. Wait a second.
0: Is this real PBDO?
1: Wait, well, something seems off here, PBDO. It it says PBDO, like
0: specifically in the script, PBDO wields a lightsaber, and you blow up the third Death Star. In an X Wing, in the cockpit of an X Wing, on the same page. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm starting to think this isn't quite legit, PBDO. But all, all right, we can take a look at this later. PBDO. Yeah, we'll, we'll help
1: you out later, okay, pal? But uh, why don't you go ahead and open the cargo bay doors?
0: We got to record a podcast. <laughs>
1: And welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long time ago in a
0: galaxy far, far away. I'm Brady C. here with my co-host as always, Adam B. And hey, if you're watching on YouTube right now, check out our podcast feed for a more produced experience. And if you're listening to the podcast, check out our YouTube for uh, short video segments of our main episodes and then full on... Uh, hobby talk episodes, or where we talk about Star Wars trading cards. But today we're going to be talking about Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. BC, the
1: Ocho Episode Eight. I'm, um, I'm, I'm nervous and excited. Oh, what are you nervous about? there's BC? just so much heat around this movie. I feel like you got to tread lightly, but you know what? Like always, I'm going to proceed. With my same level-headed thinking that i always do regarding star wars and i think we're gonna get
0: through it so i think i think it's gonna be okay hey that's right we're gonna approach this with the correct mindset and you know it'll never be the last the last jedi as long as there are two of us bc that's right Uh, because because we treat we treat these movies well we treat them with respect um we balance the force which means we talk about equal parts good and bad um so, yeah, I, I think those haters out there, we'll talk about some stuff we don't like. And for those, you know, less than haters and and big fans out there, we'll be talking about the things we do like. So that's the appeal of the cargo bay. Hopefully uh, we're very glad to have you here that um, and,
1: and two very charismatic hosts I think is is the other thing that just is, oh yeah has why just
0: dripping with uh, just losing and appeal, success yeah. yeah of course
1: um, <laughs> also if you listen to the podcast we got a fake droid on there so it's pretty exciting
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah how many podcasts it's kind <laughs> of like a, a highlight it's a mainstay uh, I'm sorry, PBDO, <laughs> You're real uh, in our hearts. Okay, yeah. you're real. You're real in real life. Yeah, I can't really tell anymore. No, anyway. nah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all a <laughs> thing. I don't know if PBDO's real <laughs> or
1: not? Is anyone else seeing him? Is it just me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. So
1: excited to talk about Last Jedi. Uh, always excited about to talk about Star Wars with you. Um, what what I'm what so do we got concerned. going on? Any uh, any cargo bay housekeeping?
0: Any cargo bay news worth mentioning? Yeah, BC, we finally hit 100 subscribers on YouTube, <gasps> which is a big deal, because we got that custom URL now. Oh, watch out, famous YouTubers, the Cargo Bay's coming. That's right, <laughs> youtube.com slash the Cargo Bay pod. You can find us at the Cargo Bay pod pretty much everywhere, and you can email us, the Cargo Bay pod at protonmail.com. And uh, just a huge, huge thanks to anyone who subbed or started to listen um, over the past few weeks and who's been here from the beginning. I think it's a very small amount of people who've been <laughs> here since then. This is basically still the beginning of this podcast. Um, and, and we really appreciate um, those of you out there uh, making it worth our while to make the thing. Yeah, Uh, it is nice to imagine that at least a handful of people out there are uh, getting something out of the work we're putting in.
1: Yeah. I mean, otherwise, we're kind of just a book club talking about Star Wars between ourselves, which is
0: which isn't so bad, which is not the worst thing that's ever happened. We were basically that for a year before this. That's true. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: We're just we're just putting we're putting in the time and effort and hoping that other people are coming along for the journey. So if you're out there listening, we super appreciate you
0: joining us here in the cargo bay. That's right. All right, B.C., should we should we get into this this wonderful movie? And of course, uh, there are going to be some spoilers here. Oh, so uh... (laughs) we're going to spoil all of Star Wars for you, probably.
1: And again, I want to say this, if you haven't watched Star Wars and you're listening to this. You're lost, but we're glad you're here. But you should go watch Star Wars and then listen because it's going to make a lot more sense. Um, But I'm assuming most people have watched Star Wars, so yeah. Let's. I think it's time to officially get into it. You've been warned. Spoilers ahead. So let's start as we always do. Let's take a little little trip down memory lane. Yeah. Uh, We're going back to December of 2017. The Last
0: Jedi is being released in theaters. What do you remember? Oh boy, BC! I was uh, I, I was thoroughly excited um, about this. I was ready for my Luke Skywalker movie after getting the Han Solo movie. Um, it was a sunny day. I, I went to the earliest possible showing at the ArcLight Cinema Dome, um, where I saw all of these sequel uh, movies. I I remember eating at a place called Veggie Grill next door to the theater before going yeah. in. Uh, where I saw, I, I was sitting next to a uh, celebrity, Reggie Watts Ooh. was, sitting, was <laughs> sitting next to me, I did not pester him, uh, big fan of his um, weird musical improv, yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't seen him much since he's been on the the Corden show, uh, but it was one of those things where it was like, wow. It's a real-life celebrity. (laughs) You're on the camera sometimes. (laughs) I've known who you are for years and years, so that was exciting. Nice. Exciting celebrity sighting. And then, um, uh, you know, my fiancé, not fiancé at the time. This is a long time ago, BC. We went into the theater, uh, sat down, watched the movie. Uh, It was a buzz coming out. Everyone loved it. In my theater, you know, it, coming out of the theater, everyone was just like, yeah. And I asked, uh, I asked uh, Figaro what, what she thought about it. Um, and she was like, I really liked it. And and I was like, cool. And then waited a long time. And I was like, you're going to ask me what I think about it? <laughs> <Are you> gonna... <laughs> was like, yeah. I mean, she just kind of assumed I liked it. And I was like, I think I hated it. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I <laughs> I think I really hated it. Um, So I then, you know, immediately saw it, you know, the next day um, and then saw it at least one more time. And in the the theatrical run before that. Um, So, you know, I've I have come to terms with this movie. I like a lot about this movie. Um, But the biggest frustration I remember when this came out was I did not like it. And people assumed it was because one, either I was like a terrible person who who did not like it because of things I, I do like, like Rose Tico or whatever, that I was part of that hater crew or that I was an idiot and only liked something as derivative as you know the the force awakens that you know my complaints were basically either racist sexist or stupid and so that just kind of pressure cooked a lot of like anger in me you know a lot of dark side energy for a while i in. Um, and- you're looking like a sith lord over there right now man <laughs> yeah, my, my, my face is like <laughs> wrinkling But uh, you know, unlimited uh, power spent <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time discussing this so uh, with co-workers of mine. It's been a great conversation for years and years. And a shout out to the podcast Normies Like Us. Um, talked about The Last Jedi on on that a long time ago with them and probably watched it another two or three times in preparation for that. But this is the first time I've watched it with some distance. Um, so I'm excited to see that. But what ab- what about you, BC? What were your initial impressions?
1: My memories are foggy at best, as always for some reason this this does not stick as well in my mind just looking at the calendar when it was released this would have been right around the end of my 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 second year in grad school so i would have been going into my like last semester of of graduate school
0: so it makes Um, sense why your memory might be a little hazy might have been working on less than the right amount of sleep i was very focused on a lot of specific things at that time
1: um and very few of those things were star wars but i'm pretty sure i wrangled my cohort to go watch this like after a final or something like that is part of my memory is i like hey we're gonna go see this together because it's a star Wars and it's coming out we should all go see it um so I, I, i vaguely remember that and then Again, I like because it's around Christmas because I'm a big fan of the Star Wars around Christmas as a release date. I love a summer release, but the Christmas release also a fan of. I like it a lot. Um, but it was seeing it again, I believe, whenever I came back home um, from grad school with with friends was like my second viewing. And I I, my my general memories are I really dig this movie. Um but I, I remember so much of, and you mentioned it um, just a minute ago, is is just kind of like all of the hullabaloo that was really toxic and yeah. and totally yeah. crappy around this movie. That was just like it, it it took a really dark, you know, dystopian internet turn, where it's like something really not great is happening with fandom and the world. It was 2017, not yeah. not the greatest of times, but uh, yeah, it was. It was just kind of like things are are weird, and there's a lot of quote unquote fans who are really acting like a bunch of turds. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I can definitely understand like feeling uh, aggrieved that people are like lumping you in with. Some of legitimately the worst Star Wars fans that I <laughs> yeah. I cannot tolerate at all. Um, so, if like, you know, having, you know, disagreements about, like, story choices, that's one thing. But being like, race. I'm like, nope, you're done. We're done mm-hmm. with anything you have to say about race or sex or any of that. You can just, you can take a hike. I don't care about your opinion at all. And it just yeah. seems like there was so much of that, like, like the like the accounts getting spammed for like, we're going to negative review this movie into oblivion. And it's like, why? Because, because of choices that were made in a film and people just being generally awful. So that did kind of paint it. But my experience with the movie itself was very positive.
0: Yeah. I, I, I've again, like I, I, I've come around to, well, there was a lot that I always liked about it, you know, like, and I think those are the mostly the things I still like about it. Uh, But I definitely I again, I went for a second and third viewing and was still like, man, I really don't like this thing, I guess. But. I don't know. As with all Star Wars, there's always more Star Wars. And mm-hmm. as it just kind of becomes a piece of the thing, and it's not like, this is a new movie, and this is a big, important deal, and it's setting up the third movie, and w- whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not nearly as like hot-headed about it. And again, it's not like I made any comments or put in, out a negative review or whatever. <laughs> this is mostly just me talking with you know friends of mine as the extent of my complaining was like... I didn't like this part. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, whatever, you know. I hope I'm allowed to do. Um, but no, yeah, you you must abide. <laughs> <laughs> I I think um, I was about to say as part of a trilogy, but that's a whole other discussion. We'll get we'll get into next week, uh, BC, Ooh. when we get into the the last um the last chunk of this. But I I'm gonna. I enjoyed watching it last night, um, and I'm going to not be a little internet turd during the course of this podcast. I promise you. (laughs) Um, I I think it's one of the, and I think you mentioned it just a second ago, is that like, there is so much hype
1: inherently built around going to see Star Wars. There's so much hype about every, like, there's a new episode of Book of Boba Fett. There's a new Kenobi series coming out. Like, we are, it's Built into our DNA as Star Wars fans to get excited about it and to have like as much as it was like, I'm going to temper our expectations. No, I'm going to I want to go on a space journey like (laughs) a new hope that blew everyone's mind. It's like that may be a once in a generation thing, but you can still like these stories and you can still have a good time with them. And maybe we shouldn't put so much like expectation on a freaking movie to
0: like change our lives and blow our minds and stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot going on around that time that I was looking for an escape for. Save or from, me, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, Save and me. And as silly as it may be, I care a lot when these movies come out. Oh, <laughs> definitely too much. I definitely care too much, dude. We have a Star Wars podcast. We obviously <laughs> care too
1: much about. Like, we get up early on Friday mornings to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> we definitely care too much. But I think. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I think it's one of the things I love about Star Wars is that it gives us connections and things to talk about. Um, yeah. And just in yeah. a large sense. So I'm I'm very thankful that it exists, um, even if we go in with expectations of a movie being like something. Whereas now what I like about this is like we can sit with time between viewings. We can... Go back and watch Attack of the Clones and be like, that movie sucks, but I love watching it. You know what I mean? Like, there's just (laughs) something fun about all of it now that's like, oh, I don't have to be so precious about the initial experience. And I can just enjoy them and know that it's not perfect, except for Empire Strikes Back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's nice for us to sit back, have a little bit of distance and look at it with that kind of critical lens. Speaking of critical lens, you'll see what I did hey, there. Talking I about did. transition. Nice. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the New York Times. Manola Dargis. I don't know if I said Manola Davis last week, which it may have been, and if Manola Davis got married to someone with the last name of Dargis, or if it's always been Dargis. I don't really know, so I apologize to our New York Times critics, Manola Dargis. Um, Here's what the the paper of record the New York Times had to say about Star Wars The Last Jedi in December of 2017. Evil is ascendant. The Resistance, an intrepid, multi-everything group whose leaders include a battle-tested woman warrior, has been fighting the good fight for years but is outnumbered and occasionally outmaneuvered. Yes, the latest Star Wars installment is here. And lo, it is a satisfying, at times transporting, entertainment. Remarkably, it has visual wit and a human touch. No small achievement for a seemingly indestructible machine that revved up 40 years ago and shows no signs of sputtering out. Ever.
0: (laughs) Until the collapse of civilization, people (laughs) will be trying to make some money off of Star Wars. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I think that's correct, yeah. Um, So, solid, solid review from our paper of record. They liked it. And uh, now I, I think it's time for us to get
0: into our current review. Why don't you tell people about balancing the force, A B? All right, BC, we're about to balance the force, which means we'll try to highlight uh both equal parts, uh, things we do like and things we don't like about this movie, regardless of how much we like it personally. Um so let's 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 get to work, BC. Should we start with some light side? I feel like we usually start on the light side of things. We do usually start on the light side of things. Uh, And I'm going to
1: start at the beginning. I'm an Oscar Isaac fan. I love Oscar Isaac. I think he gets more to do in this movie. I like our funny opening. I liked it. I'm sorry. I liked it. It's light side for me, folks. Um, I just like big action adventure setting up the small resistance against the... First Order, I was about to say the Empire. I have to rearrange my brain that they're different. Um, but that you've got, you know, one ship against a fleet, which is kind of like a recurring theme throughout this movie of of the very small underdog taking on the First Order. Um, I thought that, it was a fun entrance to do it with a little bit of humor and then and then give us some some cool action.
0: That, uh, is it the Dreadnought? Is yeah. that what it is coming yeah. in? I love I love a good sci-fi siren PC. I love it. Um, the best one being you know the Nostromo uh, siren. <laughs> there are several sirens on the Nostromo. I'm talking about a specific one. But <laughs> when that dreadnought comes in and we get that siren and it's kind of this all black weird thing, uh, I love that um, and that opening. Uh, so rad. So I'm i wanna, I'm I'm
1: looking over our notes here. I'm looking at your dark side. I see Poe Dameron on your list. Let's let's get it out of the way. Let's talk about it.
0: Dark side Poe I, Dameron. I, I guess so. As far as um, I like Oscar Isaac, too, and I think he's in, incredibly charming. Um, he just feels like he's a full grown man that is treated like a child um, throughout the course of this movie. like I, I get that there's the the struggle of power and I get his arc, but I don't understand why information is withheld from him. Um, And then also he just makes like terrible decisions like he's a he's dark side in the in the the fact that he's terrible for the resistance like he's doing a bad job he's doing bad things he is you know bucking command for no reason and then also like why wouldn't you just tell him what the plan is why wouldn't you just tell everybody what the plan is Um, I guess you think maybe they're tracking you with a spy I guess. Those those hot headed
1: fly boys you you just can't never <laughs> tell. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Like to a certain degree, they they just don't give him information at a certain point. Yeah, which is like you can understand why he's fighting against that, right? Where it's like I clearly see what what I think it is that we should be doing, um, but they're like withholding some stuff because, and I, and I think it does tie into like. His overall arc. So it might just be kind of in the writing that it's like we need him to learn a lesson. Like we see it's I think that's good in the writing. that Like we take our characters and we put them through a, a trial and they come out on the end, you know, better for it. I think right. some of the contrivances in there and some of the other characters arcs in this movie may be a little. A little a little too written,
0: if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah that make us question some of yeah, those we things. Yeah, we see the end point and maybe the getting there is... Yeah,
1: because yeah. in terms of just his overall arc, I really like the, you know, I'm gung-ho, I'm all about the resistance, but I'm missing the forest for the trees, right? Like, yeah, you took down a dreadnought, but we lost half of our fleet. There's a lesson that you need to learn about leadership and how how this entire resistance apparatus is going to continue to function... I don't know why they, to your point, I think it's a really good point, is like why they weren't just like, hey, let me teach you a lesson about how the resistance is going to function as opposed to keeping you in the dark and then making you learn the lesson the hard way. It's like he, he yeah. learns the lesson, right? We see him make the decision that's like, oh, we're gonna live to fight another day. We've just gotta, we gotta boot out of here. We gotta escape, right? It's the, the polar opposite from the beginning. It's not, we're gonna go charge out, face him head on and, and take everything out. It's let's buy enough time so that we can be the spark that lights the fire. That is the, you know, rebellion <laughs> or whatever some it is. Of
0: the, he gets in the in this trilogy, they give Oscar Isaac some of the clunkiest lines. It's so like that line specifically where he's like, no, we will be the spark that lights the fire. That does." That.
1: <laughs> I can't even if I read the line, I can't say it. So kudos to him for getting it out with such like passion. Um, and then in the next movie somehow Emperor Palpatine is back. He gets <laughs> yeah, yeah, he course. gets a Herculean effort of like, hey, just rest <laughs> rest about three hours worth of story on your back in one line, could you? Um yeah, so I, I I like his arc and I like I love his performance. Like I said, I'm in the bag for Oscar Isaac. Um but I can definitely see, hey, we're balancing some stuff here. I can definitely see the like, why didn't we just tell him some things? I think probably it is yeah. like it's a storytelling device written device in the movie that's like well we just need to be able to get him from a to b right so in the middle we've got to throw these obstacles at him and i don't know to me it's like if you put star wars to too much reason it just collapses <laughs> you know because yeah, like, yeah for sure oh, those are more space opera but yeah there, there's definitely some things where it's like you know why couldn't we just tell them
0: that this is what we're doing Well, well, let me because this fits in. Let me get out my biggest dark side of this movie, Uh, because for me, because like you're saying, Star Wars does not stand up to reason. Um, And so I won't get into specific things that like don't fit the universe to me, because I think that's, you know, BS and not very productive anyway. But the, the biggest thing for me is I think I could overlook a lot more of what I feel like are plot holes if if the pacing were different. You know normally when you're cutting between all these places in Star Wars they have a similar kind of kinetic energy going on and mm-hmm. they're vaguely in the same time frame right like mm-hmm. I, I guess we get the same thing with Dagobah and Luke like how many days is Luke on Dagobah and where it, so the same thing's happening with Rey where it's like how long are you there Rey Hold on, just um,
1: easy with that dig of a reasoning, because if I tried to think about that right now, I think my my brain would collapse. So I'm just gonna pretend you never said that and let's move on. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: <laughs> but the so the the chase of the first order, you know, chasing the ships running out of fuel. Dunkirk. Like, I think the movie. Dun, if <laughs> Dunkirk in space, yeah. like that would be. Fine to me if I didn't have so much time where when they're on Canto Bite, even on these in-between things, I'm like, wait, is this urgent or not? Like, when is it urgent? When isn't it? Because we're spending so much time, like, just kind of hanging out on the ship that's on the run, my brain just starts turning in these, like, ways of, like, what are they doing? Just go pick up some fuel if you can leave the ship. Um, And kind of those devices where it's like they're only tracking the big ship. They won't even notice if we send out little ships. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like you're on their scopes. And I think that kind of stuff is all over Star Wars, but it's usually in this like high energy moments where I'm just like, whatever, let it, let's it. let keep staying in the action. So the, the biggest issue for me is kind of that pacing. There's high action here. And then we cut back to even on the same timeline, we're just kind of hanging out while they shoot at us. Um, <laughs> like we're gonna let another ship you know explode and fall behind um so yeah that, that's my biggest dark side is just I, I don't know i feel like i feel like the uh the the mismatched pacing if that makes sense Does that totally. makes sense it makes sense yeah um for me light side <laughs>
1: uh well, the just the pacing I don't know, talking about the cutting between things, I like that there's a storyline that isn't like, go, 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 go. Right. It's going to be part of my issue with the next movie. It's part of what I super, that I didn't absolutely love about Force Awakens. Like, the I, I generally like the the pace of Force Awakens. I do like the, that there is this, this weird, completely different pace to something in a Star Wars movie that's like, it's gonna be slow and methodical, and and I d I don't question so much the like the logistics of it. I think where it, it starts to have issues for me is is what you were talking about, is is cutting between some of the other stuff. So like all of and Cantobite is a dark I, I just I don't love the Cantobite sequence. I love Rose and Finn and I love their chemistry, but that entire section feels out out of sync for some reason to me it's but the the stuff with ray and luke and the stuff with dunkirk in space um star wars dunkirk i really like but i i i think the the energy the driving pace of of what is cantobite and the necessity of that mission as it relates to something elsewhere right so it's this, this thing on CantoBite is tied to what's happening on the ship and the various sort of character interactions that are happening there. Are we going to keep running? Are we going to try to fight? Are we going to disable their tracking system? Whatever. Like, that this mission has to get done. I think that because the CantoBite sequence doesn't hold up for me, that it does affect... It affects the, the Dunkirk and Space um, yeah. thread more. But there's something yeah. that I... I just because not just because it's different, but something about the like the minutiae of the relationships of what's happening on those escape ships. Right. That that the there's like real character development that's going on, like complex relationships. And I think this is I love the infrastructure of Star Wars, like talking about Uh, Rogue one where like you see the Empire is like it's just this giant machine with all of these bureaucrats who are like fighting each other and nitpicking and stuff and seeing that in the resistance to him like ah I love this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like that that really um, tickles my 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 Star Wars pleasure bone.
0: Cut yeah, out I think Star that, Wars
1: pleasure bone. That's the worst thing I've ever said.
0: <laughs> what
1: was that? Sorry,
0: Star Wars pleasure bone might be
1: the new <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I ABC. think I think we have to change the name to Star I, Wars pleasure bone now.
0: <laughs> I I think if you took Canto Bite and you just like the the biggest problem I have with Canto Bite is just that they leave that pressure cooker of a situation, right? Like the whole thing makes way more sense to me. If the Empire is like, yeah, we'll just keep chasing them. We got them on lock. You know, (laughs) like this is fun. We can do this forever. Yeah, we can do this forever. This is great. But the fact that they can somehow just leave and go elsewhere, really, it breaks so much of the tension for me is I I do like the casino. Like (laughs) I don't The character design in the casino is just off the charts. Good stuff. I love
1: it so much. I have to a to great be, time in there to be a like a costume character or like conceptual artist for that would have been like, uh yeah, let's do this. And just like <laughs> go nuts, have fun. It, it and, looks uh, like artists were having fun with that, which I
0: always enjoy about Star Wars. And I, I like the idea of like, hey, here's this gilded society. Let's mess it up. Like that's yeah. great. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm all for for that that um, that arc. I just again, it's just weird that they leave the ship. And I also remember being like, why are you separating Poe and Finn? Like, just send Poe with Finn. They they have so much fun together. Yeah. Um, so. I, I
1: think I think that is one of the biggest gripes is that is that the two of them together are so good that it's like I just wish I wish poe would have gone with him like if it was poe and him and rose on canto bite fine like you can he can still have his arguments and he leaves right and he's going to come back and eventually learn his lesson um but yeah I, i the the chemistry between them is one of the things that that we miss and it's one of the things that is clearly like course corrected in rise of skywalker um yeah. And I'll, Dude, get uh, it, I'll get into my issues point. with with all the course corrections and rise of Skywalker that occurred. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it would have been because seeing them together is always great because they do just have like instant chemistry. You're like, those those dudes are buddies. They could yeah. be more. And I wouldn't have a problem with it. But
0: other people, they have a very similar sense it. of humor and delivery. Those characters. Yeah. Um, and it works well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. okay, VC. Uh I, I, I sometimes cut out our ums and uhs, but I'll leave this one in just to illustrate that we're human beings as charming and, and intelligent as we may seem. Um
1: Star Wars
0: <laughs> God. Um, okay, can
1: I go can I, I wanna I wanna throw something light out. I want I'm gonna yeah, do yeah. a light side. Luke
0: Skywalker movie? Hey, it's here VC. Uh, I love it. I love it. I, I will say I did have some initial, like, you know, what we got in Mandalorian uh, season two. Like, I just wanted to see the green lightsaber in a Star Wars corridor. So let's see, you know, full power Luke Skywalker doing some Jedi action. So th- there was some initial like, oh, I wish I could have seen that. But definitely this is my favorite part of the movie. And the more I watch it, all of the Jedi stuff I like. There's this level of power on both the good and the bad, and it gets concentrated in like whatever amount of people are taking it on either side of things. Um, I don't know. I, I like it all. I like the Luke stuff. But oh, you brought it up, BC. My bad. No, you, no you're no, <laughs> you totally good. I, I like that Luke is a complex character
1: in this movie, that there is baggage that exists. Yeah. Because my entire, like, and it's so, I'm such a, Star Wars Homer that like at the end of force awakens, I was like, I wanted him to come in that forest with the lightsaber and beat the crap out of Kylo Ren. Yeah. I was like, I'm waiting waiting, for it. And it's, and it's referenced specifically. It's like, you thought that I was just going to come in with a laser sword and take on the entire first order. Yeah. Well, JJ didn't write that. So I'm not there to do that, which is like they, they, he, there's an awareness that that's what we wanted. Right. Yeah. That. And I think even, some of what I read about or maybe heard about Force Awakens was that like it's it's too tough for us to put Luke Skywalker in Force Awakens because he just overpowers the movie. So we'll, we'll stick him on an island, right? Like he's done something. He's on an island. We just can't use him because he's too too like God tier to come into this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's like I get why. Why they have to deal with that right at the beginning of this movie, it's like, hey, a lot of stuff was going on. Where were you, man? <laughs> like, there's a, uh, that Starkiller base just blew up every Resistance planet. Not great. We could have used you, Jedi Master. Um, so having the like, like having the moment of of Luke reckon with with what has been going on and why he's not there, and seeing that in him, we get a great Mark Hamill performance. Even, yeah. if, even if he doesn't like totally agree with with the character stuff, I think it makes a lot of sense that like he's been on this planet. He's had this, you know, isolation period having to reckon with not just his own failings, which I think is fascinating as, as the God tier Jedi master. And I'll get to the stuff I love with Yoda here in a minute, but having him, him deal with failings and having him deal also with, and I I think this is what I got on this rewatch specifically dealing with the failings of the Jedi that we don't really talk about from the prequel trilogy.
0: Yeah. It was like,
1: Hey, the Jedi kind of stunk it up for a long time and ruined (laughs) things like the state of the Jedi. Whenever we get Palpatine's rise to power was broken. And, and Luke, Luke never received like, Jedi, like his training, yeah, his <laughs> training was from like dying Yoda. You know what I mean? And so it's we never gave him the background on, on that yeah. stuff. And so it's like he, his his idea of the Jedi is this completely warped thing from what whatever the true spirit of the Jedi is. It 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 came out of that. So that's why I like his like the Jedi gotta go, man. This this has to be yeah. something new because we effed up, and I'm I'm. I'm what is left of that. And I don't want to pass that like horrible legacy of what it was onto you. So seeing that hesitation, that thing that he has to fight through is so good. And and the Yoda scene like uh, is having a puppet, having Frank Oz <laughs> is just amazing. And and I'm, I rarely do this, but I'm going to quote this. It is one of my favorite Star Wars quotes. And it's applicable to life. So take this with you. The greatest teacher of all failure is. And he says, Luke. He just straight up Luke. And I love you. Yoda's going Luke speaking directly to him. Luke, we are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. And I'm just like, man, it is nice to have a Yoda pearl just dropped in this movie. (laughs) That is like it hits me every time. Like. And it hits it hits my partner, too. Like she she's like every time that 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 line gets me because like, you know, she was she was in education. We were both uh, teachers for a while. Um, And and just the way that does hit you as someone who's like there are people who are entrusting me with their lives and decisions that they're making is pretty heavy stuff. And it's it's so cool to see that reflected in this movie in a way that that has weight, that is relevant to the story and it gives mark hamill so much good stuff to play against because he he goes through that and at the end he does the thing that we all want him to do right like yeah yeah you get force projection create like this crazy force power that we've never seen before where he's this going is...
0: he so force projects is like... himself I, is it in the canon anywhere else before, or like in the Legends canon? Because I know about like Battle Meditation, it which did, is very similar. Yeah, um, it it
1: it is, and the only reason I know that is because like um, at the time, amidst some of the blowback that Ryan Johnson was getting, he sent a tweet that was like, "It's here in this book because I did some research on Star Wars when I was making this movie," and he's like, yeah. "It's it's this thing, like it is this specific power that is mentioned." And so seeing, like, seeing a, a Jedi power that we haven't seen before that is, like, like S-tier, God-tier, like, oh, he's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's force-projecting himself with, like, physical objects that later disappear and, and is making, like, physical contact with other people and then going in and, and doing that thing. I will take on the whole First Order with a laser sword so that, you know, you can live to fight another day is like one of the coolest Jedi moves of all time where he's just like, all right, here I go. You want to see a Jedi display of power, like a true sense of the Jedi.
0: Here I go. Here it is. Can I get, can I get real nerdy here for a second, BC? Not on a star Wars podcast. Get out of
1: here. We're only cool cats.
0: So I, I, my, I think my favorite thing that's said in all the, the Jedi stuff is where, you know, uh, I think it's in the first lesson where, where Luke's like, uh, You know, do you see how vain it is that the Jedi think the force is for them? Yeah. That this is for the Jedi. And so the way the way the universe seems to be built in Star Wars is there's the its balanced. There's the dark and the light. And again, it's like this existing source of power. And regardless of if there is terrible dark, it will be matched by the light and vice versa. Right. So without there being a Jedi order... Because that was the the rule of two. The reason why the Sith don't have a whole bunch of Sith is because you can maximize your personal power by there only being, you know, the one to wield it. Right. So if you look at it the same way where it's like, you know, Yoda, I've always been like, why do you have to go into exile? oh, because you failed and you need the good side of the force to go out of you. Like, you need to cut yourself off from the force. Stop, like, bogarding it because yeah. you're a failure. <laughs> it's it suddenly, like, clicked to me, like, oh, I get it, Yoda. Like, you, you're you stealing too much of the force and you still failed, so it's time for you to let go. And, and this is kind of the opposite where it's like, well, you know, Luke has access to all of this force that, that Ray doesn't yet know how to to wield so of course he can do some crazy absurd you know um force projection um so that was the first time that kind of clicked over in my head where i started to understand the pieces of this thing a little bit i feel like um so yeah i like that a lot more this time around i wish he didn't have a a uh touch of touch of gray or whatever just for men like in his beard i wish that weren't the case i tell you i I, (laughs) I don't understand i I
1: sang that as as he came out in the force projections like
0: what is he doing
1: um like i i i get it from like a visual storytelling thing it's like we need to start blending the seeds that this is not who you saw right because like you don't see the the salt move underneath his feet whenever he's fighting the same way it does with kylo ren like he's clearly not there there's a couple other things which like all right it's he's not there but like the just for men and the haircut was like what can we do something <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. a little different? because when he first shows up my first thought was just like you took the time to, to when did he stop d- at the barber hair? <laughs> yeah. that was
1: i do remember thinking that and there's like he stopped and got a haircut and dyed his beard <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was, it was a long I think if he had time, you know. I mean, he looks good, and I'm fine with it. I just, I like the way that he looks as old man Luke on the island. Oh, uh, yeah. I wanted to see that old man Luke fight, and I wanted it to. Like, I get why he uses you know anakin's lightsaber in that fight yeah but i wanted to yeah, see the, the green thing. lightsaber dang it we get to see it evil luke is a light side for me by the way kylo's vision of luke is my like maybe my favorite shot in the movie <laughs> like, oh it's a it's a great dark shot. luke with the the green lightsaber about the yeah that, murder that a child. lightsaber is the other
1: the other easter egg because it had just been destroyed right like yeah in the, yeah in my another light side the throne room fight where we oh get, man, great, great fight. Where we get Snoke eating it? I love this choice. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Get out of here. <laughs> Gone get. Um, I, I love that choice. Um, but the the fight and the choreography of the fight is mega yeah. dope.
0: And, and I remember seeing a scene. YouTube video that was like, "Well, this is all. This is a terrible fight, actually, because you can see that this doesn't make sense." get out of here do you know what stage combat is
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's, it's all made up and guess what you can see it looks amazing (laughs) you can see the sawdust coming off of the wooden blades in a new hope whenever they're fighting (laughs) like you know what like yeah it's all made up uh it's
0: okay just allow it to be fun the choreography is i like it if you don't like it that's fine. The performances are amazing. Adam Driver and um, Daisy Ridley are super cool to watch Real, in fights. They're <laughs> really good together. Um, yeah. it, it, it
1: reminds me of, and I think you you brought this up in Revenge of the Sith for the, the Mustafar battle, like, athletes. Athletes yeah. in their prime who are trained to fight. Like They look like they've spent time doing this, and you're like, oh, yeah, of course. This is well-rehearsed in their athletic,
0: and can do this fight. They both have an an edge to them and they both look so terrified. I remember in the theater watching that and being like, oh my gosh, I don't care about any of the problems I've had with this movie. If they're about to team up, if Ray is about to go to the dark side and then like, if the movie just ended with Kylo reaching his hand out to her, I, I would, I, I don't think I would have any complaints. Like what an amazing ending that would have been um oh yeah I would have loved to see the follow-up on that like let's really take it into new territory <laughs> let's- yeah no a couple things I want
1: to piggyback off there is I think the one of the things you're talking about in their fight style is that is that there's vulnerability in their strength it's one of the yeah. things that like doing stage combat they're always like yeah you know you know the moves you know the choreography now the acting level of this is is that's a sword that can kill you. (laughs) So go with that. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not just doing the, ah, I know the choreography. It's, I'm trying not to die right now. Yeah. Um, And that definitely lives in there, (laughs) Um, which, which is always good to have. It's like, okay, the choreography looks great. Now remember that that's a razor sharp sword and any number of cuts would kill you. So have fun. The other thing... Is the moment of him reaching out the hand is like yeah okay, this is this is one of the most electric moments like yeah. in Star Wars period where you're like oh if we want to like like I said if you really want to change things take his hand and start something new yeah but I and I I get why she doesn't right because she's definitely still sensing that dark side in him which is not why it's like okay let me go with him you still need the the balance right of the light and the dark but if there was something if it was not kylo ren if it was ben solo doing that you're like i would love to see what the two of them taking on the world would be i think i think it is a missed opportunity both in this and in the next movie where it's like what would happen if you know spoiler (laughs) There. Everyone was allowed to be alive at the end of it, um, but if they were allowed to to start something new together,
0: um, I get that he's you know we've got to have him atone for his
1: numerous war crimes. So that's why <laughs> I, that's why
0: I want that's why I want Ray to go to the dark side is because I think it's too hard to excuse away you know Kylo's whatever. What? I don't even want to know. I just want it to end there so I can think about it for a year. <laughs> like what's going to happen between the two of them like like her holding out a lightsaber to Luke Skywalker and then yeah, yeah. cutting to the credits yeah. yeah and they can do the big spin around in a yeah. circle but great, man they're great they're, mo- great moment they're all light side for me their their connection is awesome uh, i mean adam driver as kylo in this movie uh, stellar uh, uh one of my my light light sides is just kylo ren in a tie fighter uh super cool very Super cool. cool. Um, you've got this on yours, so I'll take
1: this too. Uh, Chewy piloting the Falcon. Yeah, I
0: love that love we it. see that he's great too. Like, I love that we finally see Chewbacca alone as like an excellent pilot. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, it, I, for, I I kind of forgot about that moment, and then rewatching, I was like, oh yeah, Chewie's piloting the Falcon. This is <laughs> yeah, sick, <laughs> yeah. and he's really good. Um, yeah. And. This is going to be my my new least favorite thing about Star Wars is that the Millennium Falcon has a steering wheel now. I hate it. It's not in this. I appreciate it. And it's the same when Rose is flying um the ship back from Canto Bight. There's not a steering wheel there. It's all like levers and switches. And uh, it's easier for me to suspend my disbelief of when I don't know what's going on. And like, why are you such a better pilot? Because I don't know, it's wizardry to fly a ship versus right. like, me, 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 me. I'm steering. Because I, because I played a video game yeah, and I know yeah. how to steer. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, not a huge light side, but definitely a, a light side moment of just like, just have Chewy. my Star Wars bone tickled.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: no. Um, sorry, I had to, I you gotta do a callback every once in a while. Um, Hey, you want you want my hottest of hot takes? The one that's gonna set the internet on yeah, fire. Yeah, let's hear it. I like the hold a maneuver. Sorry, end of story, no discussion. I like is, that, is that a
0: hot take? I feel like it's pretty evenly split. <laughs> Alright, that's good. Because I remember for a while I would have been crucified for <laughs> Really? I see, I feel I, like I was crucified for not liking it. Oh, I felt the other way. I could not, I could not, well, I guess because I was talking mostly my conversations around this movie with, were with people in my workplace, right? Mm. So obviously no one who isn't a huge Star Wars fan is going to have much of an issue with it, I feel like, because it's a cool shot and like it serves great, like a great story effects, moment. Great like sound effect too, yeah. I remember the whole theater gasped when it happened and I'm such, you know, I'm such a dork that I was, the instant it happened kicked off. I was so mad about it that I think it would be different if they hadn't just sent a million bomber pilots to slowly die in the opening of the movie. Like, maybe I would be more forgiving. Uh, but just like and that'll bring me to my last dark side is just the tactics of the First Order and the Resistance don't make any sense to me. And I don't understand how they operate. My I think my biggest problem with this is just like we're down to 400 people and then we're down to 40. And instead of just running away, like when Poe's like, we can't run away. We got to have this ship. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't have like the most valuable thing you've got. If you've got 400 people is the 400 people. people go run <laughs> yeah. and hide for several years. <laughs> like like it's time to do. Well, some... that's
1: the that's the lesson he learns, my friend. Guess, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. That's,
0: that's his that's his arc. It's true. Uh, yeah. But I just the first order I don't understand like how many ships do you or don't you have? What is the scale of the universe at this point? I think this is a problem that the entire
1: new trilogy has is yeah. the scale of of both of these forces. I think it's something that was not established in Force Awakens other than yeah. it's bigger. It, it's it's at least 4 times as big as the original Death Star, so <laughs> So
0: we can assume the first when really we should be dealing with a smaller thing. universe that's just experienced two massive wars, you know, back to back.
1: <laughs> like and it's it's funny because Mandalorian's going to have to wrestle with this at some point eventually is that like, oh yeah, the the death of the empire leads to the resurgence of or leads to the first order in a relatively small amount yeah. of time. So this thing ramps up pretty hard and pretty fast. I don't think the movies do a very good job of addressing any of it, other than because Force Awakens was so like, here's the good guys, here's the bad guys, cut copy paste from A New Hope. Yeah, starting starting fresh, starting over. It we don't feel any of that groundwork for those stories, and I think it's an issue for the entire new trilogy that where it's like, you you should have put more time and effort into some of these thoughts and ideas, because it's it's hard to build a foundation for story when we as the audience don't understand it like i just i just don't have a sense of any of it so the tactics for for both of them don't make sense because i don't understand the world that either one of them are existing in other than here's the shot that you're getting this is the last of them they're running away like how is there are there any other allies around the galaxy they're like no one answered our call it's like yeah but it's a big galaxy um and then the first order is it, is it just this dreadnought i mean they just had their giant star killer based planet blown up yeah what are they now like it, all of it from beginning to end the 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 world the world building part of it the the, the wide angle lens of both of these just is like I don't know what's going on with either one of them. So
0: yeah, not in like the fun sci-fi way where I'm like, I'm just kind of lost in the world. And in the way where I'm like, I, I don't feel like, like anyone knows what the world is.
1: Like in a new hope, when you are thrown into the beginning of that and you're wandering in a desert and you've got, you know, these droids have just come off this starship that's been invaded. We're thrown into a world that has like a clear it's, it's, it's not clear, but it's, It's specific in its visual storytelling that, again, you get to kind of play a part in that. How big is this universe? I get to be an imaginative creator. This I just feel so untethered from everything that is the First Order, everything that is the Resistance. The movie works best when it's like, don't don't worry about that. Focus on the on the character relationships, which I think Brian Johnson does a really good job of writing characters and dialogue for characters to play specifically. Luke and Ray, Kylo and Ray, yeah. Poe and when he's fighting with Leia and Holda, like all of those sorts of things have very there's a lot of specificity in those relationships but the world in which they're kind of existing is a little more like I don't
0: super know what's going on and probably not his fault right like that's probably part of the the, the working with Disney and and also you know the JJ setup um I I feel like it's I feel like it's a and I'm don't come after me mouse
1: I feel like it is a Disney thing because it's, you know, we spent a lot of money on these. We need to get these out. Okay, well, have we stopped to think about the continuity of what this story is? George Lucas did it, and you guys were like, we don't want your stories. We're going to do something else, which George had to have been like, oh, well, that sucks. Um, but for for these, there's clearly not a plan. Yeah. Which is a bummer <laughs> in a lot of ways. So it's like, I like watching Last Jedi because I know that this trilogy doesn't feel like a whole. Right. The way that the prequel trilogy feels like a whole. Even if those movies are kind of woof, there's there's that clarity of the arc. With this one, I think we talked about this last week too, but with this one, it doesn't have that clarity of the arc. So it's more about finding the scenes and the moments in this new trilogy where it's like Han Solo and Rey. Everything Han Solo and Force Awakens. Like, fantastic. We get yeah. that. Having moments of of Luke in this, having. Yeah,
0: every, having, everything know, with Luke works for me in this. Yeah. Um I, I like Finn and Rose uh, together, f- you know, for the most part. Um, I yeah, they're, they're, as individual parts, I like a lot of this movie. Um, I, I got to say, um, I don't understand why people. Don't like Rose Tico. Yeah, other I, like other than being bad people <laughs> yeah being other, big than, it's, other than being yes yeah. i don't i don't get like it like she she's I,
1: I think she's a really interesting star wars character and i i love the way that she plays it and her passion and everything about
0: her i'm a defender um yeah. If you don't like her suck an egg <laughs> yeah, I, I like her. I like her performance. The only thing I don't like about her character is when they they end that chase and they're like, "This was all worth it." What do you mean? You just left the entire Resistance to die? <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's that just goes back to the time and the disparity of urgency that I was talking yeah. about. I think. And I will say a spoiler alert: my maybe my least favorite thing about the Last Jedi or the the Rise of Skywalker. Is just mm-hmm. that she is silent sidelined in that movie in the most like egregious way. I hate it. I hate but, it. Yeah. No, it's I'll, I'll, we'll have a, a
1: thorough discussion of Rise of Skywalker next week. Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, By the way, I Rise think, of
0: Skywalker is going to be the reverse. I feel like where I'm I'm the big fan as much as yeah, I can no, be a fan, I've, quote unquote.
1: <laughs> I've got a lot of things to say about it. But but the main one is just that, like, how did they let fan reaction into the movie? You know, like, like we're specifically going to address things that you, the fan, didn't like and and talk directly to you through characters in our movie and apologize. I'm like, be an artist, have an opinion. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Like it's I I just it drove me nuts about that and and the it's so obvious that they're like well well we had an issue with rose so why don't we go stick her in a broom closet and uh, have her pop out for a line every once in a while it's like come on
0: yeah like how can you do this it is it is so offensive there are to me. 40 resistance fighters left in the universe and three of them has have been developed as characters you know what you, you gotta stick with those three that you have developed since. well a bunch of racists didn't like her <laughs> so we should probably sideline her for the good of the company uh-huh
1: Okay, great choice. Good job, JJ. Um,
0: uh, and, yeah. and let me just say out there, I'm sure there there are people out there who don't like Rose as a character and have legitimate, you know, complaints. That's fine. That's fine. That, yes, that's understandable. But yeah. But if, if you're, you're a, a racist... A bigot. Hey, if you're a racist, and okay, you can beat this if you want to. Uh, sorry. I'm mean, going to replace um, it with some hoodies. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. swear
1: word. <laughs> so as long as it still makes sense. Um, my la- I, We've talked long a long time about this. We we both have uh, mixed feelings. I think uh, I do want to throw one last thing. Um, this is our last actual Carrie Fisher performance yeah. in a in a Star Wars. Uh, it is an incredibly moving moment that Luke has with her at the end of the movie, and like still gets me tear jerking thinking about what that moment was. Watching it in the theaters of. You know, him referencing Han, but obviously the moment is transformed in the audience's mind when he's like, no one's really gone. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, God. <laughs> rest in peace, General. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah. uh so major, major shout out to Gary Fisher for absolutely long being one of the greatest parts of Star Wars and a total badass.
0: Yeah, I um, like her in this movie a lot more than in uh The Force Awakens. Obviously, she has more to do. This is, you know, this is what I wanted to see out of Leia is uh, yeah. you know, General uh, or- Organa. Um, yeah. Love seeing. Her. I wish I wish she would have died in this movie. I, I wish they would have, you know, killed her it, off just because it would have been a noble end, you know. Yeah. Um it it just one is one of those
1: things that I think and it probably affected the movie and Post production and and everything about it was was her actual tragic and untimely death. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, creatively, we're in a place where this is really tough for us because you know, watching the movie, my thought was like, oh, she's drifting out into
0: space. That's the end, you know. Yeah, and then she comes yeah. back, and I was like.
1: Oh, I don't know how they're going to do this. Yeah. Um,
0: I will say last night, VC. I did look up because this is something that bothers me in uh, Star Wars a lot recently is is people surviving in open space. Um, And because growing up, I always heard that you would just explode, basically, if you went into the <laughs> vacuum of space, that your blood would boil and you would die instantaneously. I did find a uh, a science, I can't remember if it was popular science or whatever, some science magazine in 2008. I read a big article about how actually you could probably survive for quite a while in, in open space and could even be revived after several minutes um, if you hadn't frozen to death. So um, I may give that a go. Yeah. Yeah, just go on up there, you know, jump out your suit, see how long you can last. But I'll do some some research for science. I stopped I stopped looking for more information after that because I was like, Great, there are like three scenes in Star Wars that I'm less upset about if you can yeah. possibly survive in the vacuum for a bit. Um, see,
1: that's one of the things I love about you. You're a details man. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. Know? That's right. <laughs> I'm I'm not as much. It's just part of it's part of how different people see Star Wars. And that's why I think we are the ideal people to balance the force. That's right, and I think Wars. we just did.
0: BC, I feel like super balanced. Yeah. Do you feel
1: super balanced? Yeah, like
0: I mean, totally in balance, man. I feel like I could I could take on the whole empire
1: on one toe. You know, it's uh, not to keep us going because I feel like we were just winding that down. But <laughs> I do just want to say <laughs> we were winding it down so good. But I'm gonna drag us, yeah, please, do. just kicking and screaming back into it. It's one of the things that I, I love about this movie that. That it does have so many light sides, dark sides, but it's complex and there's a lot to discuss. And this is one that we I'm sure could unpack forever and nitpick. Um, but this, I think much more so than Force Awakens, has like creative swings and and new ideas that are out there that that we can agree with, we can disagree with. I think that's part of the, the issue that people had was like, oh, you know, because this is almost a reaction to Force Awakens. It was like that was copy and pasted like well let's try something
0: new with this movie and then people are like no don't do that <laughs> um, and so i uh, i agree i think that it's much more interesting as a creative vision uh than um, the force awakens but one of the things i did get mad about was people being like well you're just mad this isn't a copy and paste of empire and i'm like what are you talking about it is like this is almost a carbon copy of empire like we even get a walker fight it's just at the end of the movie but it's basically the same we've got our we end with our heroes on the ropes we have ray going to an island and leaving when she's not supposed to like there's so much that is the mirror image of of empire like and i'm not saying that to discredit it i'm just saying like it it's is a middle very trilogy similar. Movie. yeah it's a
1: middle trilogy movie it, it follows a lot of the same arcs but it asks you know it Makes some different assumptions than, than the first one for sure. But it's like, it's a middle, it's the middle part of a trilogy. We kind of know what that we're going to be left is. waiting for the last one. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Like It's like, we're going to be meeting certain things here. Um, but yeah, but I, yeah again, I I agree with I you. I love the complexity that exists in this movie that
0: challenges some assumptions we have about Star Wars and allows us to to, to discuss it. It's way it's more fun to talk about than The Force Awakens, I'll tell you that.
1: I yeah, I <laughs> I was last last week I was like, you know, this movie is uh I mean it's a lot like the other one. Han Solo's cool. I like Han. Yeah. <laughs> I like, uh I like, I like Han
0: Solo. Hot take. Uh, <laughs> Han Solo's yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, a lot to unpack in this one, and certainly we could go on and on. But now I'm going to wind it down for the second time. All right. Uh, <laughs> We've balanced the force. We did it. Way to go, us. So I think it's time for the final judgment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we sent it to the trash compactor. Are we going to sell, sell it to the Jawas for scraps? Are we going to keep it in the cargo hold? I'll yeah. let you go
0: first. It, here's, here's the deal, V.C. Um, give me the deal. I... There, there are a lot of parts of this movie that part of me wants to sell to the Jawas. But then I think about it and I'm like, you know what? I'll probably get to argue about the Holdo maneuver at least like four or five hours in the rest of my life. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, do yeah, I yeah, really yeah. want to throw that out? Because I've enjoyed those conversations. Um, so I'm going to keep the whole thing and and just as a, uh, you know. Despite all the, the total jerks out there. I'm keeping it all in the cargo hold if uh, if I have my way about it. I, I am as well. Uh, it's, it's
1: firmly in the cargo hold. Uh, so good job, Last Jedi. Welcome to the cargo hold. And now, the prestigious Ewan McGregor Award yes. that we uh, give weekly to uh, the person or character uh, or artist that we believe to be The best part of the Star War that we watched. Yes. Uh, So my Ewan McGregor Award. And I'm going to for me personally, we got two time winner. I'm going Mark Hamill. I love his performance in this. He's he is. And knowing that he, he struggled with with the the way the character was written. And still came out and gave an all time banger of a Luke Skywalker performance. Yeah, yeah, shouts to you, Mark Hamill. Again, if you want to come collect that award, uh, you can email us at uh, the Cargo Bay Pod at protonmail.com. Send and and just let us know that you want to come collect that personally. We'll send you our addresses. You can come pick it up from us personally. Yeah, PC has
0: one half in Arkansas. I have one half in California. <laughs> You've got time. You can travel to both. Look, it's a prestigious award. I mean, what, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to travel to a different galaxy to get back to our apartments on Earth. Because uh, it's true. Because
1: we are cruising here in in outer space, just hanging out in the cargo bay with PBDO. That's right. Beep. Shut up, PBDO. <laughs> <laughs> uh ewan mcgregor award for you do you have another winner you also yes yes, i do i think that's
0: a i think that's a a good person to give it to bc obviously i love mark hamill in this but for me the the person who brings this movie up the most through their their performance is going to be adam driver in this Mm um great great adam driver performance. i think he's um i think he's so much fun to watch um and i just i buy him um, it's the best kylo ren movie Kind of hands down. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool. I like him. I like his conflict. Not to reopen our podcast.
1: But him ha- taking off his mask yes. is a really good decision because you can see yes. Adam Driver's face as an actor. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Give me give me the face. <laughs> give me the face for sure. Uh, okay. So congratulations, Adam Driver. Uh, I know you've got some Arkansas connections, so it might be easier for you to come to me for that award. Well, we can work out the logistics later. Um, but now... For our personal rankings of the films as we have viewed them to this date. Yes. Now I've been I've been wildly fluctuating uh-huh. over the last a couple weeks at this point, and I, I'm getting close to honing in on what I think my final list will be after next week's viewing. So I think I'm getting closer here. Okay, and again, everything still fluctuates with my main criteria being just which one do I want to go back to right now. What's the one that I'm most interested in? If someone said, hey, let's put on Star Wars, what's my number one and what's the last one? And it's always kind of tempered by the fact that I just watched the one that we watched. Um, So I try to kind of keep that out of my mindset. So here I go. I'm going to give you my second to last ranking of these movies. We're almost done. Wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, In my number one spot, remaining King of the Mountain. Empire Strikes Back, followed by, believe it or not, Rogue One, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and then, A New Hope. And then, that's where I get wacky. Revenge of the Sith. That's right. <laughs> I've been riding and dying for Revenge of the Sith a lot lately. I think it maybe have something to do with Kenobi coming out. But that, <laughs> that's, that's just me. And now I'm sorry, but I am putting Last Jedi ahead of. Return of the Jedi at the moment. Wow. Uh, wow. Just because of a lot of the pieces, I really love guilt. Like the Luke stuff and Ray stuff in this, I legitimately love going back to. Throne Room Fight, a lot of good things that I love those pieces. Return of the Jedi is right there. And then here's kind of where I draw my line. And it's like, we sold some of this stuff to the Jawas, didn't we? Uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clone, Force Awakens,
0: Solo. Wait, where was New Hope? New Hope is third after okay. Rogue One. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Okay, I was about to say you're gonna sell sell New Hope to the Jawas. The, you're, no, you're new gonna Hope, sell Star Wars to the Jawas. We got, no, we no, got no. some
1: issues. New n- New Hope on any day of the week has a puncher's chance of being my number one. Okay, okay. On any given day, New Hope could just be like, "No, nah, I'm the I'm the one for you," and I'm like, "Yeah, you are. I love you, New
0: Hope." Well, yeah, and in, in in a similarly shifting list, BC, um, New Hope staying at the top of my list, which is new, um. Below that, I'm going to put Return of the Jedi and then Empire Strikes Back and then Revenge of the Sith. Um, And here's where we start getting fuzzy. I think Rogue One I'll still put here. And then you know what? I will put Episode Two. This is shifting. Um, I'm I'm going to put Episode Two. If we're talking about what I want to watch right now, we're going to put episode two next, and then uh, Force Awakens, and then The Last Jedi, and then um, uh, I guess we've got episode one and solo around and out of my list. So, yeah, not not too much shifting. That's just kind of where we are currently. Wildly divergent list, but look at us still friends.
1: (laughs) At least for now, for the moment. (laughs) Until the dark side rift really. I mean, takes we've a- gotta
0: do um Rise of Skywalker next week, BC. It could be could be the thing what, that drives us apart. What's the worst that could happen?
1: Um <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think we'll I think we'll weather that particular storm. Um but I think next next week's rankings I think might be a, a bit chunkier of a section because that is our definitive yeah. for the moment. Well of course we can do whatever we want. It's a
0: completely made up list. We have to get but, this tattooed on our body yeah we're gonna have them
1: the film list in scroll order so you'll be able to see like the star like that placement or right on that that left pec there yeah right on my pectoral Uh, i think it'll be good uh so with that i gonna wrap up our episode here on the last jedi we want to thank you all so so much uh, for tuning in and hanging with us. thank, you, uh, thank Be you. sure to check us out on the Cargo Bay pod on almost all of your social medias. Uh, and now that we have reached... An incredible 103 subscribers. You wow. can find us on YouTube.com/slash/TheCargoBayPod. Yeah. Uh, and be sure to check out our Hobby Talk episodes. We're about to get into another one of those here shortly,
0: so be on the lookout for that. Uh, that's all I've got for today. How about you, Edubi? And that's that's it for me too, BC. Except to you know keep an eye out for giveaways. We do them sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. So, uh, hey, uh, PBDO. Yeah, we can read the script. Beep, beep. Just just get us out of here for now, all right? He blows up the Death Star and wields a lightsaber.
1: <laughs> Come on. I don't know, V.C. It could be. It could be. It could be true, yeah. It might be a draft of uh, Rise of Skywalker. We'll never know. Uh, bye forever. Bye,
0: y'all.